Welcome to the Gravity Technique podcast. My name is Kaz and I'm the creator of the Gravity Technique, which is a bridge between the face-meltingly boring science world and the practical application of how your body actually works. I've spent 20 years researching anatomy and movement, so you don't have to, and this podcast is where I dive into debunking, de-jargoning and myth-busting some of our most common ailments. So if you're ready to feel empowered and take responsibility for your own health and well-being, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Gravity Technique podcast. It's been a while. It's been a little bit busy over here in the TGT studio, I have to say. And um, we've been working with I've been working with lots of different people and having conversations about around lots of really important um, subjects recently. Uh, we had a workshop on pelvic floor, and I've been looking at some other theories to do with feet and knee pain and all of that stuff but anyway that's an aside today we are getting into a really interesting thing for me it's something that I have thought about for a while now and then somebody said to me well someone in my inner circle actually uh, said on on Saturday in the session there isn't a problem with our health care the problem with is with our self-care and this really struck a chord with me because while I've been researching all the things on pelvic floor, again, it, keep, it kept leading me back to this thing that we are marketed to mercilessly with all these products. But they're not products that actually solve the problem that we have. They're just a sticking plaster that masks the problem that we have. And we're not actually getting down to the, the root of what's going on for us. And the more sticking plasters we kind of put over the issue, um, that allows, in, a, in many cases, the issue to just simply get worse from a muscles and bones and a physiological point of view. If you don't use it, you lose it. And this is something that I was talking about with pelvic floor muscles. It's not just the muscles of the pelvic floor, it's the muscles all over our body. So we have to really take a view of if one of the muscles in our body isn't working properly how is our overall muscle fitness how is our overall fascial fitness you know how are we looking at all the different aspects of our lives so for me obviously I work in um, movement patterns movement patterning and how we move but there has to be kind of a meeting halfway with how are you looking after yourself? How how are you moving? Are you taking care of that? Are you strength training? Are you walking on a regular basis? Are you taking your feet to the gym? As in, you know, are you getting, making sure that your feet are functional? Because actually, dysfunctional feet are very closely related to pelvic floor dysfunction. But the... What I really wanted to focus on in this episode was, you know, if there isn't a problem with our healthcare, there's a problem with our self-care. How did we get here? And obviously, I always, you know, look at the why. How did we get here? You know, we have this in the UK, we have this amazing system called the NHS. It, it really is a wonder because, you know, my uh, my lovely daughter we always just had this hammock while she was growing up. We always had this hammock of self-care. So if she fell out of a tree and busted something, or if she, you know, got sick, or if any of us got sick, 
you can just wheel yourself down to the local doctor, wheel yourself down to the local hospital, get seen, get sorted with whatever you needed. Um, you know, use the example of my daughter, if she fell out of a tree and broke an arm, you can go to the hospital, get an x-ray, get a cast on and get followed up by a doctor in six weeks time. And that will cost you absolutely nothing. A little bit out of your salary. Of course, we have a system we pay into it a nominal fee. Of course, we do. It's not uh, it's not completely free in that sense. But the fact that we don't have any kind of doubt over whether we can get access to healthcare for any situation, like I say, and I use the word hammock deliberately because it is like a safety net that's just kind of there. So for me, I'm young enough to never remember a time when we didn't have this system. And actually, we're about third generation uh, National Health Service now. So for many of us, we don't remember a time when we've ever really had to pay for our healthcare. Some of us choose to have private healthcare and we choose to pay for our healthcare. And that's that's a wonderful thing. But that's that's a choice. And it's a privilege to be able to do that. But for the main bulk of people, for the main um, majority of us, you know, we rely on this free healthcare system because it's not something that we've ever had to financially plan for. So we've kind of got to this point where we just take it for granted that it's here for us. We assume that it's going to be there for us completely. And whilst that's a wonderful thing, I feel like it's almost led us down a road where we've started to negate taking responsibility for our own health and well-being. You know, there's a there's a point where we can make choices around our health and our, our lifestyle choices so we can choose to eat high fat, high sugar foods that may take us down a road of, say, type 2 diabetes or health issues. And this is, or heart issues, sorry. And these are well-documented things. They're not just made up things. We've got the, the stats for them. If you continue to eat in a certain way, it's very likely that you will end up with certain health issues. And these are well-documented. So with a national health care system to support us does it then follow that I know that I don't actually need to pay attention to these things because if I continue to eat this way actually I know that there are doctors and nurses in place and there are systems and protocols in place that can help me with my health issues when they arise. So we've started to to, to get a little lost on our way. Certainly from my point of view as a movement practitioner, there's this real kind of drive towards, you know, joints just wear themselves out and there's nothing I can do about that. But if we're not looking after ourselves in a way that then we're not moving well, we're not nourishing and nurturing the tissues in our body and we're not taking regular exercise, we need to be building the muscles and the bones, we need to be load-bearing through the body, we need to be strength training, we need to be doing the cardio work. So there's exercise in here on a daily basis. But if we're not paying attention to those things, and my joints wear out, then we've kind of got ourselves into this thing where that's just a natural part of ageing. 
And it's now become so prevalent that if you go and see your healthcare practitioner, they will tell you that it's just a normal uh, aspect of ageing. And this is where I get a little stuck because having had lots and lots of surgery at a very early age, I will do everything I possibly can not to ever have surgery ever again. In fact, it's actually, I've had so much, it's not reg- it's not recommended for me to have any more radioactive therapies. That's your x-rays and your scans, if you're not sure. Um, so generally, I'm, you know, it's, it's kind of frowned upon if I, uh, you know, have any issues with uh, broken bones or anything like that. So I have to kind of try and stay out of trouble as much as possible. So yeah, no more radioactive therapies as much as I can. And also, um, you know, trying very hard not to have any more surgery. So with that in mind, keeping joints mobile, keeping muscles, supporting the bones, supporting the skeleton, keeping mobile, moving well, is all a fundamental underpinning to life. But that's because I've had something taken away from me. Those options may not be available to me or they're not recommended for me. So if we think about ourselves like this, rather than just taking all the options that are being marketed to us, and in some cases they are, you know, if we look at um, how we are over in other countries where we have to pay for our health care and those health care systems can be quite expensive. And that's quite interesting because now it's, you know, there's there's a, a company there that can make significant amounts of money out of a populace that isn't very well or, you know, has health issues. So, and I'm not going to get completely into that, but we have to look at, you know, whether these companies are acting in our best interests or whether they're just looking at profits. But ultimately, what I feel is the responsibility lays with us. So rather than looking for that fix, looking for somebody to swoop in and save us, looking for somebody to come up with this, you know, next medicine or next quick fix because there are no quick fixes um and i just made a social post about this you know you can't get crock pot quality in in microwave time this is something that we have to be doing every day we can't have a walk once a month and expect to get great results from that we need to have a walk every day and we need to stick at it so how are we approaching the responsibility to our own bodies And for a very long time, and I know this from my nan's generation, you know, we relied very heavily on the doctor. What the doctor said went, you know. Um, So we started to rely very heavily on that advice. But actually sitting and waiting until you need the doctor and then taking the doctor's advice isn't taking a proactive approach to our health. And that's what I want to get into in this episode is how do we take a proactive approach to our health? Because actually it's, it's something that's not being taught to us. So I was in the hospital last week with a friend of mine and uh, I was staggered at how many people were there. I mean, the place was was packed, absolutely packed. We were there for my friend's appointment at about mid-morning and the place was absolutely rammed. And I'm looking at these people and these people have multiple different issues, multiple interventions, many of them, 
um, all this kind of stuff going on. And it was clear to me that these people were really distressed about what was going on for them. They were obviously very caught up in, you know, systems that are overwhelmed. So they weren't being seen in a timely fashion. They weren't getting, didn't feel like they were receiving the care that they needed because of waitlist times and all of that stuff. And that causes significant stress. So stress on top of health issues does just put self-perpetuate and makes it makes it worse. When I was very poorly in 2018 with allodynia, which is a like a fibromyalgia for scar tissue, my condition was worsening the more stressed I got about the condition. But the condition was painful, so of course I was stressed about the condition. But then it was getting worse because I was stressed. So you can see that I was getting myself into this real sticky situation. And the doctors didn't know what to do. So I'm surrounded by a lot of people who were scratching their heads and didn't really know what to do. And the the prognosis in the end was more surgery. And I decided that I didn't want to do that. And for me, that was whilst I've been into health and wellness for a very long time, having had surgery 20 years before. This was kind of my the first time I had really taken myself seriously, really seriously. Whereas before I'd kind of, you know, I was looking after myself. I was exercising, I was doing yoga and all the other bits and pieces. But, you know, there was another level that I could go to. So that was that was tw- that was the turning point. That was 2018. So going into that, it was like, well, OK, I'm in pain. And I'm stressed about the pain and the stress is making the pain worse. So where do I start? And at the time I was so incapacitated, there wasn't really much of a starting place. There, were, there weren't really many options to, uh, to, to available to me at that point. And all I could really do was sit or lay. So I just started with the laying and I got my headphones on and I started listening to anything I could lay my paws on on YouTube. I wasn't very able to meditate at that point because of the pain and the pain was very distracting. So I stuck my headphones on and I started listening to guided meditations because, you know, the singing bowls and the um, the voice was a distraction for me. So that was kind of where I got into that. So that taught me a really valuable lesson in start where you are and use what you have. And sometimes that might not feel like very much, but you do have something, even if it's just laying on your back. You do have something. And I defy anybody in the world not to have a smartphone (laughs) or something that they can listen to on. And YouTube is free. So stick some headphones on and get on YouTube. And there's just there's a myriad guided meditations on there just pick your favorite one and get started with that so but back to this responsibility we have to take responsibility for ourselves because at this point in time as well are our healthcare systems breaking down yes they are they're completely overwhelmed and our access to the healthcare that we sometimes we desperately need is limited so at this point as the conversation develops around whether the NHS will continue on or whether it won't, it is a call to action for us. We have to hear the call and then start to take responsibility for ourselves. 
So four things that you can do right now. And I wanted to get into this. We look at the things that you can do. Find movement that works for you. Things that are free. Dancing around your kitchen like an idiot. Your kids will find this hilarious or embarrassing, depending on their age. And my daughter's, you know, into her teens now, so the latter. But dancing around your kitchen, taking a walk around the block, all these things are free. Get outside, look at the sky. If you're in the UK with me, it's probably raining. But, you know, get started with what you have. Even if it's just a little mooch around the block. Now, my favourite word is mooch. If you listen to these episodes, you know that it is mooching. Having had major abdominal surgery on more than one occasion, I've had all the muscles in my right side severed on more than one occasion, unfortunately. Uh, mooch is um, another is kind of code word for just a little bit of a very slow, very bimbly sort of a waddle as far as you can and then remember that you've got to get home again so it might not be as far as you can but far enough and then home again and it's consistency over time so you start where you are you use what you have do what you can so you take it as far as you can then you go home again dancing around the kitchen again it might not be Irene Cara it might be slow dancing it might be something else but you choose what's right for you If you have got funds available to you, get yourself in the pool. If you're feeling like you need to lose a few pounds and your joints are aching, get in the pool. It's the fastest way to take the pressure off yourself. Put yourself outside of gravity in the water. It makes you feel amazing. So just go and have a float about. It's the best thing that you can do for yourself. So get yourself in the pool. Have a float about. It's good for all the muscles all over yourself. We have classes. TGT has an inner circle. You know it does. DM me if you're interested in that. Something that used to look like yoga but doesn't look like yoga anymore. Looks a bit like, I don't know what it looks like, but it's movement. Strength training. So many different strength trainings around at the moment. Uh, You can do it in the gym. You can do it online. Find a program that works for you. Again, the wonder of YouTube. You can follow along with stuff. Start small build up slowly and if you're not sure get support it's what we're for it's what I'm for at TGT it's what your PTs are for at the gym find somebody who can support you if you're working with injury if you're working with any health issues if you need support or you're just a bit like me I joined the the gym last year I'm clueless did not know how to use anything did not know where to start Uh, didn't know (laughs) how any of the equipment worked. I desperately needed a sequence that I could just follow around uh, the gym. And, you know, I needed needed some guidance. So they have PTs. I got my PT. She showed me around, gave me a sequence. And that's the sequence that I follow. And then every 90 days we change it up and we ring the changes and we, we keep going. So choose what works for you. Yeah, for some of us, it's yoga. For some of us, it's Pilates. For some of us, it's lifting weights. Whatever it is, find it, embrace it, enjoy it, change it up. The second thing that you can do for yourself is take five minutes. The thing that's in your hand all the time is your phone. So set a timer, put it down and just watch your breathing. Place your hands on your tummy 
and just watch your breath in and your breath out. Five minutes, that's all it takes. You can do this in the supermarket. You can do this waiting for the kids to come out of school. You can do this sitting on the bus. You can do this, you know, waiting for the kettle to boil. You can do this on your coffee break at work, sitting at the desk, in between Zoom calls, whenever it is. Set your timer. Five minutes, watch your breathing, watch your stress levels drop. It really is that simple. If you're incapacitated like I was once upon a time, that was just laying in bed with my hands on my tummy, trying to breathe. That might be as as much as you can do. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Third thing, journal. I cannot extol the virtues of journaling enough. I love it so much. It's a little bit like Dumbledore, so all you Harry Potter fans out there, sit up and take note. You know when Dumbledore takes the memories out of his head and he puts them in the little pool thing? Same thing. Keeping all that rubbish in your head is like carrying a rucksack full of stones. It is a dead weight and it weighs you down. Put it down. Write it down. And then if you don't like what it is that you've written or it doesn't make for very pleasant reading, have an annual burning session. I love my burning session. I do it in autumn, usually, uh, when the uh, garden's getting cleared and you get your books out and you have this lovely ceremony where you just release that stuff back to where it came from. Let it all go. Finally, and this is something I talk about a lot, and I've heard it more and more with people recently, actually, Do you have a bedtime routine? And it's something that we've lost because we've got electricity. So with the advent of electricity came this wonderful thing called light. So we can have our lights on until really, really late in the day. Is this useful? Probably not. Because now we're staying up later than we ever would have. So when the sun goes down, this is our wind down time. So our bedtime routines and, of course, the advent of phones. So we're more likely to be scrolling on the gram or scrolling on the Facebook or whatever it is, um, laying in bed, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So actually, have you got a bedtime routine? So are we in the bathroom putting the hot flannel on the face, having a mini facial? Are we taking a warm shower or a bath and washing away everything that's been going on for us today? can spritz some lavender essential oil about or something that you know helps you feel calm and relaxed gratitude list think of all the lovely things you have in your life the fact that you've got you know a bed to get into and a roof over your head is a good place to start the fact that you can have a warm shower or a bath again a good place to start and this is going to make everybody giggle like school kids but having an orgasm The health benefits are well documented. If you're laying in bed next to your partner and you're scrolling on the screens, put your screens down and get involved with each other. The health benefits are amazing, but are we taking time out for this? Equally, if you're by yourself, making love with yourself, are you taking time out for that too? Even if you have a partner, you can still make love with yourself. In fact, you know, do both. Why not? Just push the boat out. Five minutes with your hands on your tummy, watching your breathing. This gets us ready for sleep. It is not fair on your brain or your body to flop into bed at 11.30 at night, put your phone down, click your fingers and go, okay, brain, sleep. It's not going to happen because actually your brain turns around and goes, (laughs) 
I'm now going to think of all the things that are going to keep you up till 3am. Hold my beer and watch this. And it's intensely frustrating, but also if we're working from a point of sleep deprivation, that is intensely stressful on the body. So start in getting ready for bed earlier. Don't go all out and try it two hours earlier than usual. If you're used to a bedtime at 11.30, take it back to quarter past 11, then 11, quarter to 11. You get the gist, yeah? So you're going back in that 10 minute, 15 minute increments. Do it slowly over time. Because if you're getting into bed at 9.30 and your brain is used to going to sleep at 11.30, it's not going to happen. You're going to be laying there going, I'm missing goggle box or whatever it is that you (laughs) like to watch on the TV. Okay? So be gentle with yourself. Start where you are. Use what you have. You're getting getting the theme for this. Because what I've experienced on more than one occasion through my life the only thing that has really, really helped on a long-term basis is regular daily self-care. If you don't stop, your body will stop you. And this is what we call burnout. And we're seeing an epidemic of burnout. Now, you can't go to the hospital and go, oh, hey, I've got burnout, because they'll look at you like you've gone completely nuts. In fact, actually, you probably wouldn't want to do that. You might end up in a unit somewhere. So we don't want to go down that road yeah again burnout is an end result that is a late stage issue it is a late stage illness and it is an illness it's it's not a bandy burnout around like it's you know the new black it's not it's a serious debilitating condition where our mental fitness is now at, at rock bottom and we're failing to function So, and this is is a a product of us continually hearing the body and its requests, hearing the brain and its requests and repeatedly ignoring them. So we have to take responsibility at some point. We have to heed the call. We have to come back to ourselves, get connected to our bodies, start listening to our bodies and then have a toolkit where we can respond appropriately. So I hope that's helpful today. Let me know how you get on with it. Try these four things out. Get moving, get breathing, get journaling and get bedtiming. And have a play around with these and see how they work for you. Choose what you like, leave what you don't. And let me know how you're getting on. I love your questions, by the way. So always have those, you know, always send them through. You can send them over to me at kaz at gravitytechnique.com. If you want to book a call with me, I'd love to work with you. If you need support with this stuff, head over to gravitytechnique.com forward slash links um, and you can book a call there. Equally, the doors are open for a very limited window. Um, I'm running the 12-week Reconnect program again. And I'm really excited to be working with a lovely group of women just reconnecting to ourselves, understanding what it means to navigate menopause, hormones, how the aging process changes, the the fascia in the body changes the muscles, what we need to do to support ourselves so that we feel more in control of our bodies and our brains and we get rid of the brain fog and we, you know, get you back to feeling like yourself again. Somebody said to me that they didn't feel like they knew themselves anymore or that woman has left the building, somebody told me once. And um, so we're going to go and find those women 
bring them back into the room, get reconnected to them and uh, pull everything back together again. So if you want to know more about that, head over to gravitytechnique.com forward slash links and I would love to see you there. So that's me for this week. I'll be back again next week talking about some more bits and pieces and I hope that you found this useful. So let me know and thank you so much for joining me.